I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, please don't cry. Please don't cry. Um, all right, maybe I'm going to change the nappy. Oh, God, not again. Matt. No, you didn't have the baby. Oh, we know I thought you just said you want to breastfeed the baby. That's, I mean, it's not on. Welcome to the Long Ball Street Podcast, it's episode 36 and we're a few days away from Christmas and obviously the first thing we need to address is the fact that at the end of the last episode it seemed very likely that you oh. was about to have a baby and a lot of people said very nice things actually. Yeah, that was, that was lovely uh, to, to, to see but I then felt disappointed that the baby didn't come so yeah. um, Such I'm a... not actually disappointed it hasn't come yet. Why? Because I You're not prepared. to rest a little yeah. bit. And it, I think that from what I'm hearing is life changes fairly significantly from the moment that happens, life changes. So I think I've got a little bit of this life. You're hearing from, you're taking a lot of advice from the wrong person, in my opinion. As in Jim. Yeah, Jim. Jim Irwin. Jim Irwin, the washed up agent. The people that listen to the podcast will have heard him a few times. He's right? turned into a very bitter man. Yeah, he's so. giving me, he's, he's scaring me to be honest I'm terrified yeah don't listen to him it's horrible I mean it's, it's, it's no good mm. um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're listening to this on, on the podcast the audio version that you can download from iTunes and SoundCloud um, we are on YouTube Long Ball Street podcast is on the Long Ball Street YouTube channel and if you prefer to just see the segment the best segment of the podcast then you can find us on the main Ball Street channel um, but we, we've got, we've got, we're going to give away this t-shirt we've finally given it away and we, we have a winner two of these in the world only two of these in the entire one, world. One's in your house. One's in my... It, I put it under my pillow and wear it every night. Obviously. Does it smell of me? 
Even though I've never worn it. Yeah. The, my musk. Yeah, because I get Craig to capture uh, hairs from you every day and just different parts of your DNA and, yeah. and then smear it in it in a ceremony. <laughs> Why Craig? Because <laughs> Craig's got you know, time. He's got the time. Yeah. And um, he's, he's always seen and never heard. So the winner oh. of this glorious T-shirt, Flav knows and I do know, I've spit a lot of knowledge over the last week or so. Drum roll. Yep, is winner is Super Tiger. Super Tiger, congratulations. You own 50% of the world's Flav Nose t-shirts. I don't want to see it on eBay. No, but you did say, actually, the first time you did it, that you wanted something specific from Super Tiger or I want whoever would win it. Him or her in a t-shirt, but nothing else but the t-shirt. So it's just the picture of them. Full, fully, full, full frontal nudity, apart from the t-shirt. It's not a very... Long T-shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna say dick. <laughs> Can we cut that? <laughs> nope. No, we don't edit it. No, unfortunately, we don't, we don't want to see dick. No, we don't I want to see I'm, that. Don't, I've got nothing against dick. I'm just. It's fine. Don't need to see it. <laughs> we don't. I'm, um, and okay. and we don't know. Yeah, it's this is minefield, isn't it? No, forget. Just just enjoy the T-shirt, and that's it. Yeah, enjoy um, the T-shirt. But so we're doing another giveaway because people seem to like it. And oh, reacted God, yeah. it. So we've got a. Uh, no, we're giving so, away so, your Beats headphones. We're not giving away those. Oh. Uh, so this is gone. Yeah. Thank you very much, Super Tiger. And the reason why he won, by the way, is um, <laughs> is because he made a, an actual effort in, in in writing some made, making good comments on the podcast in the comments below on YouTube. Right. And also, uh, we noticed that. Yeah, we do notice it. Of course, we read all the comments. Some people say some stupid stuff. Actually, uh, imbeciles out there. Lots yeah. of them. Um, some people just don't get it, which but, is a shame. And they don't seem to care much for us. No. And, and but then they, there's a, you've got quite a bit of support though as well. I don't know. They're, they're on the talking. Um, Social, Social club this week, I took a Roger in. What did you do? Well, I've wound up a few Arsenal fans, haven't I? But, yeah, just, I mean, look, I, I'm expressing my opinion about Arsenal. When I do, by and large, most of them don't like it. There are some Arsenal fans out there, because I'm only talking honestly. Yeah. And I'm trying to remove as much bias as possible. Well, you say possible. Honest, honesty, you mean your opinion? Yeah, based, uh, and it's biased. Cossies. But it's still You're my Spurs opinion. fan. And it's tr- I'm truthful. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that Arsenal fans are going crazy over the fact that Wenger should be removed from the club and that they don't know how good they've got it. But I was, I was a little bit more inflammatory than that. I, you know, right. So, I'm getting a few, few I think it, yeah, I mean, negative comments. But people have to realise is that this isn't the... That the whole manifesto here at Ball Street is not... What we're going to do is we're going to get the most neutral people and we're going to create something that's... Um, journalistically completely balanced mm. that's not what we're saying that we are what we are is a bunch of fans we're not we don't have every single club in the world covered yeah. we don't have resources like the BBC or Sky or any of these people yeah. we, we make the best of what we've got yeah. and when we've got to get people up and down the country and stuff like that that costs us real money that we yeah. you know don't just we don't get that given by license fees or anything like that so we, we ultimately make the best we, best we can do right yes and what we would never do is we would ask anyone to be anything other than truthful so we don't chase views and try and say things that aren't true and try and right what we need you to do is to wind up these people in order to to, to get views no you know there's none of that and what there isn't is you, but we want people to be themselves so if a Tottenham fan is pleased that Arsenal have lost or he's saying something about Arsenal it's because he's a fucking Tottenham fan yeah. and, and that's you know it's natural likewise a Liverpool Man United a Huddersfield Leeds all these rivalries of course yeah. Batman and the fucking Joker don't get on no and, and it's boring if they did. Exactly. Um, so it's just get over with stuff. I think it's unfair. Yeah, really some of them have a laugh though and enjoy it, but some people just don't get it. Do they? No. Oh, this is terrible. You're biased. 
you're a fucking Tottenham fan yeah. of course you're biased my favourite comment was when the, the one who goes uh, I very rarely respond to abuse right but this one was good because he says what, is, what do you know you talk like you know something about Arsenal and Arsenal fans and I grew up in Holloway and I went yeah. to Highbury Grove School. Right. So the first. Did you tell him that? Yeah, I sent him a little message back. Like not even being a smart ass, just like saying, "I do know," <laughs> and they're all assholes. <laughs> and I'm talking from experience. No, they're not. There are, there, there are some good, good ones. Of done. People here that are Arsenal fans that you fucking best yeah. pals with, you know? Yeah, 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 Robbie, Robbie from Arsenal TV. Exactly. I, 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 we get on really well, so it's all good. It's fine. Right, yeah. Do you know? Um, and Ian Wright, we're like best best mates now. It was good times. Go and listen back to the Ian Wright podcast. He, uh, he apologised to me for scoring goals. He talks about upsetting you as a child, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Well, There's a great line out there. Yeah. Nothing personal. It's nothing personal, just business. <laughs> yeah, I was just doing my job. Just doing my job. Um, they made me do it as well. He wants a, his missus wants a cat, Craig, for what? Christmas. Craig's missus wants a cat. And he really doesn't want one. They're in a one-bedroom flat and he's worried about it just destroying the furniture and, and, and the litter tree. Wow. Guess what he did? Guess what he did to convince his missus that he, that he shouldn't have a cat? He just covered himself in margarine and just slipped around on the liner. I hope that happens at some point. <laughs> just slipped around on the liner. Going, you don't need a cat. You don't need a cat. I've got me. Yeah. Got me. Look yeah. at me. Yeah. So what? How are you handling this cat thing, mate? Talk loudly. What did, what did you see? <laughs> Last night walking home. Yeah. I don't know if this is getting picked up or not. Yeah, it will, we will. Okay. I will reiterate. Last night, walking home, dead fox on the road. We live on a busy A4 road, dead fox. So I went home and she was in her pyjamas and stuff. And I said, put some shoes on, you need to go outside. Oh my saying, God. Why? Why don't you go outside? I was like, put some shoes on, come outside. <laughs> she sat around for a bit, put her shoes on, came outside. Probably thinking that she's going to get some elaborate yeah, proposal. present or something. <laughs> Dragged her to the road, showed her the f- dead fox with its guts all over the road, and said, This is why we can't get a cat. <laughs> that's amazing. And she's sitting there going, what did she, How did she respond? She said, Oh, that's disgusting. Why did you drag me out in the freezing cold to come and look at a dead fox in the road? <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Well, it works. It works. It works. Uh, she still wants one. I love that. Um, he has no idea what he's, what he's going to eat. So, as one, as one um, competition ends, yep. another, another one begins. One begins. So we just found, we've been planning this for months, but we just found it a minute ago. Um, will that hold? Yeah. And what this is, uh, does that square up on the picture well? No, Craig? let's hold it up. Hold All right, up. okay. Yeah. So what this is, this is the original this first ever vintage. Ball Street t-shirt, yeah. which we found. I'm not going to say that this is the best material in the world, it's not. <laughs> I'm not going to say that it's the best printing. But what it is, it's an OG and it's signed, this is from the draw show we did. Uh, it's signed, Matty Holland, mm. Jonathan Wilson, Guardian, journalist, yep, yep. Uh, Ian Wright, Ozzy Ardiles, uh, Razor Ruddock. Not sure. Not sure. Let's just say Ronaldo. And Rena- the original real Ronaldo. Yeah, R9. Yep. Signed. Sealed, delivered. So yeah, you can win this by the same method as last time. Go and go and subscribe to the Long Ball Street uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, and maybe say Flav knows again. Do we think or no? What should we say? Let's say oh, hashtag OG. Hashtag OG. Is that too shit? Or maybe something about no? Yeah, hashtag OG uh, with a reason why. You want this? What weird stuff would you do in this? No, t-shirt? in fact, just tell us very honestly when you first 
started watching Ball Street that would or be, knowing about Ball Street. That would Street. be fascinating. Yeah. So just tell, just you know, if it's your first video, fine. If it's first podcast, whatever. Yeah, just whatever it is, just tell us when you first came across us. That would be nice to know. Um, so yeah, and you'll get this this. OG t-shirts OG. Hashtag, OG. hashtag OG first time you kind of got involved in Ball Street in yeah. some way shape or form nice yeah so it's Christmas obviously but I, I've got a story I mean an interesting thing about um, about Christmas time is, is that it's always sort of steeped in football there's always sort of Boxing Day fixtures tradition you you have a tradition you uh, with your your family of going to watch Huddersfield yeah well it, it's wherever I, um, if in England I like to get away sometimes this time of year but uh, if in England I'll always go to the footy with my uncle and my, my cousin mm. uh, and yeah a bit of family watch the game mm. so I mean I, I had a Boxing Day experience with uh, my old man he took me to see Spurs versus Southampton Boxing Day I think it was 96 97 Stefan Everson 3-1 beat Southampton <laughs> Stefan Everson's got a brace he was wank but in, what in, in all together or that yeah, day no generally he was kind of threatened to be decent yeah yeah, I mean, we bought him two point five million from Rosenberg, um, but ne- never really kicked on. And uh, yeah, it was just overall. And was that off the back of their? Uh, they had a couple of decent results, perhaps in the Champions League. Well, Rosenberg, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was that. Did Palachenko come after it? Because he was a yeah, letdown. He, wasn't he, he didn't came. He, he, was it Rebrov and then Palachenko? Maybe. Oh, it was it Palachenko was kind of two thousand nine, two thousand eight. It was much later. He was disappointed. He was dis- Rebrov was early two thousands. We had a fair few of a kind mm. of Scandinavian, yeah, um, slash. Eastern European strikers that were underwhelming. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I was driving back in, uh, in my dad's transit van uh, yeah. around the flyover. People who know Tottenham coming from the Tottenham marshes through to Tottenham Howe. Yeah. Went around the corner, suspension blue on my dad's transit van. Oh dear. The whole transit van practically tipped over, but didn't. Um, and I spent, uh, the, the, it broke down, he got it over to the side of the road and spent the next four hours of Boxing Day as a a 14 year old boy just sitting on the side of this road it's the <laughs> worst Christmas ever so I'm fine uh, with the fact that Spurs are not yeah. playing Boxing Day this year I won't be watching it yeah there's no football okay so when are you playing uh, we're January no uh, 28th Southampton away so is there no Premier League on Boxing Day there is just we're not playing for some reason that's weird yeah so I used to like the uh, we'd, you'd all, there's always like a few games at Christmas and it'd be like that old uh, football fans used to sing back in the day oh I'm dreaming of a nine point Christmas oh, really? that was oh, because it's three games over the period yeah three yeah. games over the period it's um, yeah I tell you you know, for a long time Premier League has been the kind of they've been trying to get rid of it haven't they the winter the f- break yeah, I think it would be a massive shame yeah. I love the Christmas period typically Spurs do quite well as well yeah um, it is nice because you get them games it kind of breaks it up a bit Yeah, get out of the house you yeah. know typically you've got no work so you can kind of sit back and enjoy get yeah. drunk if that's your thing it's nice when you've got a bit of that on the telly as well yeah, yeah. so I, I'm, I'm against the, the Christmas break um so for, for a long time, the Premier League has been the kind of jewel in the crown of, of, of world football. Um, it's certainly in terms of the most attention from from, from, from fans around the, around the world, and it's still that case. But there's a kind of China of kind of stepping up to the plate, aren't they? They're, 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 they've mm. just recently, um, they're about to buy Oscar uh, for 60 million. And why this is significant? Just pre- 60. Yeah. yeah, 60 mil. They previously bought Paulinho for Spurs for like 18 million, which is insane because yeah. he's terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, their drug was played over there. Uh, Anelka, I think, had, had some time Anelka over there. Anelka went over there. Yeah. Even Gaza played over there, um, right? Who's the guy? 
Uh, yeah, Gary Lineker. No, no, it was Japan. Yeah, he played uh, Grand Perse. Yeah, yeah but what, who was that player who, who signed for one of these teams? It might be Shanghai, but Premier, uh, European clubs were kind of after him. Tixera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jackson yeah. Martinez. Jackson Martinez, he plays over there, for coming from Porto, I think. But this is a big one, right? Because Oscar is about to move to China. Um, he's 25 years old, £60 million. Pound. 25, he's not even in his prime yet. And yeah. the team he plays for is at the top of the Premier League. And admittedly, he's not getting the, the, uh, yeah. the games. But this is a different thing from buying someone in the twilight of their career. Yeah. This is this is buying someone in their prime. Yeah. And snatching them from what is the, the the richest country in terms of football. In great, it's in, kind of... Okay, so it's kind of mad, isn't it? But what it tells you is, you know, romantically, we've always liked to think that there's loyalty within football and and players, they play at a club and they love it and they want to stay. Mm. And, and, and actually, when we've spoken to the washed-up agent at times, he's, yeah. do you remember he was talking about Harry Kane and you yeah. said, look, he loves us, right? And he wouldn't go anywhere. And he's gone, look, mate, I hate to tell you this, but he don't give a fuck. Yeah. He will walk out the minute he gets the money or that kind of thing. Mm. For me, it kind of tells you that the mercenary element of football, the the kind of greed, <clears throat> it's prevalent and it exists because nobody's going to China on competitive for for, for any football reasons, are no, they? No, no, obviously not. It's about money. Yeah, I mean, I reckon that we could get a team together that could probably compete in the CSL. Yeah, you know. So how for Oscar to be playing with all these great Hazard? Um, <clears throat> Kante, mm. Costa, yeah. some great players at Chelsea yeah. against the best. <clears throat> I would expect as a child growing up that that's what that's what you want to do. You want to test yourself against the best. You want to play against the best. You want to play at a great level. If he was leaving Chelsea and going to Real Madrid or something like that, fine. But when you're going to China, you're going for the dough. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be one of the richest players in the world. Tevez is also signing for them. He's, he's going to be on £605,000 a week. Uh, he about a pound a second. Um, pound a second. Yeah, so every second. I imagine so. that just been injured, just been like just laying there, like that, just kind of watching yeah. the money rolling. Yeah, I mean, and so for that reason, you can understand it. Why, but what I guess what my point is here, I think the interesting part of this is that it's it, there's a element that's outside of Europe in world football that can take the best players and essentially have the money to buy anyone they want. And for the first time, England are not in. For the first time in many, many years, England are not in pole position to buy or take or pay the most wages. Mm. It's still the most watched world, uh, watched league in the world. It's still the most syndicated and makes the money most money out of that respect. But in terms of the amount of money that China are, 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 are pumping into, spe- specifically this uh, Shanghai Shenhua team, yeah, um, it's. It's a kind of. Is it? Does it irritate you? Does it worry you? I actually quite like the fact that the Premier League are not like. And not the big dogs anymore. Yeah. Someone else will say, actually, you know, you think you've got money, we've got money. It's interesting. And actually, you know, this if there's money coming in, huge amounts of money coming in, mm. that will filter down into, into Premier League and hopefully down into Champions League and League it's One. Not filtering down. Nothing filters down in the Premier League, really, does it? Um it doesn't. Yeah, maybe I'm being naive. Yeah. I am. But the um uh, okay, so th- this whole China thing then, so I've there. The interesting thing is their TV deal. They've just done a huge TV deal, right? Mm. Now, obviously, um, China as a country, it's not got the kind of competition and the free market that you get in 
you know, democracies in, in, in the likes of, of England yeah, and yeah. Britain and stuff like that. Um, so I think a lot of it's funded by the government. So they have just um, gone deep on their own TV rights, which so they've now they now spend uh, 1.25 billion, which is the biggest ever Chinese domestic uh, TV rights deal yeah. um, that they've just done. That's for like five years of rights. Mm. So that's what's giving the clubs a lot of money. So yeah. the states kind of funded it in a way because they've they've identified football as an opportunity for them to kind of grow and to make their whole league more interesting and, yeah. and more competitive. Um, they still spend, so they're the biggest spenders on Premier League rights still. Yeah. Yeah. So they're obviously a big interest in football and there's a big interest from the government in order to use football as, as a some kind of vehicle, right? So they uh, spend the most on Premier League rights. They spend so 1.25 billion for five years of their domestic league, 1.75 billion a year for the Premier League, and that's per one year. Is that right? right? That's what they spend. They spend more on the Premier League than anybody else, mm. right? So it's it's very interesting. Now, when you look at the size of the country, so their population, it's four times what you've got in the, the US, mm. and it's their population of China is twice the size of Europe combined in terms of people. Mm. So you start to think about that as a catchment area. It's the, the, the economy is, uh, sorry, the scale of the operation in the country is huge. So if they start to get it right in that country and get the league better and more competitive, then there's huge opportunities for market. You're creating a massive marketplace and there's obviously an appetite for it. Yeah. However, they've only ever qualified for one World Cup mm. and there's still an element where it's only going to appeal to certain people. So yes, they're on this world stage, yes, they're spending money on this world stage, but it's still only going to appeal to certain people. So, you know, there's people over there like Pella, he's over there, they might have thought they were getting Pele, but yeah. it's not, it's Pella. Um, your mate Barr, great interview with him last week, by the way, I really Cheers. enjoyed that. Cheers, but then there's, uh, and yet, uh, Ramirez, Hulk, Tevez, there's lots of guys that have gone over there. Mm. But then there's people like Yaya Torre, who apparently turned them down. Yeah. He could have earned a fortune, he turned them down. Yeah. So some people are still choosing competition over that. So I don't know, what the, if you're asking, is it a threat to the Premier League? Probably no. Not. Is it an opportunity for lots of people? Probably, yeah, it is. Do I give a fuck? No. <laughs> I don't. I think what uh, the interesting thing about the TV deals is that um, there, there was this. In, there's a kind of fallout from uh, the, the, the the newest deal that that China are, uh, um, uh, kind of pushed through, in that the big six in the Premier League, i.e., Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham, yeah. Arsenal, uh, and Chelsea, and, and uh, Man United, they could have been affected by existing deals that they had in China, um, and could have vetoed the. The deal that the Premier League were doing with with the Chinese broadcasters, or, or right. the fine, yeah. Um, Why is that? Do, do they sell their own rights? Yeah, so to there's stuff out there. To yes, they may. So, for example, United uh, Man, uh, Man, MUTV have a deal with a different uh, TV right. company, which could have impacted their, their ability to sure. function and trade in that aspect of their business. Yeah. So the big six, i.e. The, the teams I just mentioned, got together and discussed this deal and yeah. saying, look, should we pull out? Is this going to affect us? Yeah. Which is an issue, isn't it? Because if they have the power to veto, veto a deal that 
eventually benefits everybody in the league, yeah. those other people are not involved in that discussion, yeah. then it's no longer a competition of what goes on on the pitch or how no. much you can spend in transfers. Yeah. It's a competition about how well you're allowed to do business, yeah. which is dangerous. It is. I mean, I think that the way that leagues are structured is is, is a really interesting you know, yeah. thought. I really like the way that the NFL is structured. I like that they have this thing called collective bargaining agreement, which is an annual thing where there's a process whereby whereby people propose rule changes and they vote on these things and they vote on all the and on the policies and the processes that it's run democratic. things like yeah, it's democratic. And as well as that, the money that's generated by individual clubs for selling shirts, etc. So if Tottenham sell loads of Harry Kane shirts and Huddersfield are in the same league and we don't sell as many. We don't miss out on that. All the money goes into a pot, and then that's kind of split wow. evenly. Yeah. So there's the, the NFL is a. They realise there that the um, the sum of the whole is bigger than the interests of one. And if there's a strong league, then that means that they're all going to win. So Absolutely. To speak, which I love that. You yeah. Know? Um, but then, but that, but it's that, different in the Premier League. Yeah, because they've got a system where one team can be. You know, in the in the bottom half, and then win the Super Bowl next year, right? Yeah, Based like, on the, like the Raiders of, of uh, my team yeah. has had. We've not been. Well, it's two thousand two. We were in the Super Bowl. Since then, we've not even had a winning season, which means we've never won more than eight games. We've often won three or four games, which is shocking. And this year, turned it around. We've now, I think, what is it? Ten and two, eleven and two, something like that. Right, or, and three. Um, so that system's great, um, and. Obviously, like you say, it benefits. But in England, it's not. It's very much not like that, is it? When you've got everyone works as an individual business, and it's. Uh, but but also you've got that elite that mm. ultimately have the too much power, too much ability. Um, you know, and this is like we've spoken about many times. It's at the detriment of the national game. It's at the detriment of the football league. It's at the detriment of grassroots because there's all these greedy. Bastards, <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, that are, that are trying to take as much cash as possible and 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 trying to position things that that suit them rather than you know the the the, the wider interests. You think well, about international football and the impact that that has. I remember it was uh, F- Alex Ferguson. It was when they all of a sudden started to pay a, a lot of money, and Fergie's in charge at Man United. Yeah. And England friendlies all of a sudden start to become a very different thing. Mm. They'd start to well, hang on a minute. So, so whereas when I was a kid, whether it's a friendly or whatever, it was an honour to play for your country, and everyone was delighted, and we'd all watch the game because we were. It was England were playing, right? It then started to become less about England are playing. It actually became well, look, hang on a minute, we pay him. If it was, I don't know what they're saying. Then forty grand a week, fifty grand a week. We pay him this amount of money, mm. so we don't want him to play for England actually because he's played a lot of games of late. We want him to have rest. So you can play him for thirty minutes. Yeah. So the clubs, because they were starting to spend so much money on players, started to then have this right to dictate to the England team what they could do with the game. So, it, so then an England friendly rather than an opportunity for the best players to get together and to get into tournament mode or something, they'd actually be going, well, we can only play him for half an hour, we can only play him, we can't play him. Yeah. You know, so, so the whole thing, then we started to do all these substitutions and the whole friendly started to become... Fast. Yeah, complete fast. And, and that's been a part of that decline and it's ultimately because these top clubs... And then what they started doing at the same time is adding on more fixtures to the Champions League because the Champions League is another way that we can kind of create a premium product we can start to get a load of money from TV rights for them it doesn't matter that you're playing Rosenberg and you're playing 
Viking FC Ludigrets and it's dead rubbers because Chelsea's already won the group yeah. we want to play those games because cha-ching you know it puts money in our bank accounts so the whole structure of English football has started to benefit those elite clubs rather than the collective and whereas people that might be watching this that go oh isn't that great I'm an Arsenal fan yeah fuck everyone else aren't yeah. we brilliant or I'm a Liverpool fan and blah 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 any one of them great but it's kind of for those of us like like me that actually really want the whole of football to do well and want small clubs to have an opportunity to do well and and um, when England play that's my opportunity to, to cheer on a big name play because we'll never sign any yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so that's when I'm like well fucking Stevie G plays for us or yeah. you know Theo Walcott or Harry Kane or whoever it is come on I'm with you and and, and the whole of international football has, has suffered really as a part of this whole thing so absolutely I mean the biggest symptom of that I think it Liverpool it was something Liverpool were trying to do Ian Air was trying to negotiate a way where Liverpool couldn't negotiate their own TV right still like they do in, in Spain where many yeah. where West um where Barcelona and Real Madrid receive 80% of the TV revenue and the yeah. rest is shared out with the rest. So, you know, the, the problem with fo- football um, and, and the competition in football has always been money and it will always be that way. Yeah. But, you know, um, uh, I just think, um, I don't know. It's a shame. It's a shame that the top six get richer, the rich get richer and the, and the yeah. poor get poorer and it makes yeah. it more difficult, which shows how dif- how amazing it was that Leicester did win the league last year. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Um so we're going to do something. Weird. Oh no, we're just going to say that um, that's probably it for what's going on YouTube. Yep. Um, but they'll be over on the Long Ball Street channel. There's the opportunity to win this T-shirt. Yep. But also there's uh, we're going to start to talk about pricing at football. Yeah. So if you want to check out the whole long, long the glory long. hunting and then pod questions. Yeah. So either download it, listen to it on on your uh, in your ear rolls, or um, coming in your face. What? In, coming in your ears oh. and in your in your <laughs> eyes. Yeah. So that if you want to wait and see that, that's the, the long the long version, the long ball, long ball street podcast coming in your face. Um, yeah. So there's, there's been quite so, you know for a long time I I was just in the position of the fan was con- was going to be shafted by our football club. You know the the club used use the love you have for your football club and exploit that feeling you have for something you just cannot walk away from mm. and and kind of charge a premium for you to, to, to benefit. So to come and watch the team play, you have to pay a fortune. And so for a long time, there's been campaigns by Spirit Shankly, Football Supports Federation, us at the Fighting Cop have done some stuff around pricing uh, and big campaigning about getting prices. And I was always under this impression that we were never going to be able to do anything. The machine is too big. They don't have to listen to us. And then last year... We saw the cap on away ticket prices for top flight clubs only. Uh, away ticket prices at thirty pound. Arsenal used that to, to further decrease uh, by using the two hundred thousand pound given to each club by the Premier League to, um, to to make going to watch your team away from home um, um, easier. Um, so Tottenham use it to provide free coaches. Arsenal use it to reduce ticket prices by a further four pound. So for Arsenal fans, it only costs them twenty six to go away. So what I'm saying is, that there was so it's for Arsenal fans to go away. Yeah, thirty pound for everyone, but Arsenal used the two hundred thousand pound bursary that they get to further reduce those ticket right. prices. So, so, so what's the the is there a cap on uh, the away travel now in the Premier League? Not the travel's still whatever it is. No, I mean sorry, to, to ticket the, prices. The ticket price. Thirty pounds. Thirty pound max. Yeah, yeah, and FSF is still campaigning to get that reduced to twenty. Twenty is plenty. Exactly. Um, so I mean, and that was an amazing thing. The fact that, that happened, it, it was kind of very, it, it was in, 
it was encouraging that, mm. that people that you could make a difference. That fans standing strong together yes. and putting the club rivalries aside momentarily, yeah, and realizing that the the voice that they can generate together had more power. Yeah, is is yeah. It's Essentially, I mean, it's a, it's a phrase that we use at Bull Street Collar, but they club mm. together. You know, yeah. you forgot partisanship, realize there was a greater evil, a greater issue rather than your team winning. Yeah, and working together, which is why yeah. it's so disappointing to hear Sheffield United fans sing Pro CISO song. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Sisu songs against Coventry. Yeah, very, uh, there's, really a, there's always a. I mean, it's a weird one, isn't it? I don't know where you draw the line on that because I've been to a, a lot of football over the years, and one of the it's like even when you haven't got anything to play for, you still go to the game. Yeah, and it's quite. It's always quite fun when you play against another team, and you do. It's what it's, it's like in life, isn't it? If if someone's in there and they've got a shit coat, you go, that's a shit coat. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they're... If they're w- so if- geese are wearing a yellow jacket and then you sing banana at him or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So you have a go for what's, you know, what's what's there. <coughs> yeah, I and, get that. And in footy, you do get them things where someone's going down and you're like, ah, oh, down with yeah, the so-and-so, you're fine. going down with the so-and-so. And you also then, as fans, get hold of that and try and own it. So I remember when we'd be bottom of the league, it's happened yeah. a few times, we'd be singing... The football league, the football league, the football league is upside down. Yeah, yeah. We're going up with the so and so who were then one that was the next bottom. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And and so you try and you have these it's like gallows humour. Yeah, it's like the gallows humour. But it is tough when it's it's a, uh, with Coventry who essentially have been yeah, they've just been poorly managed by a com- by a, a company that's there to make restructuring their debt, remanaging it. So it's been terribly managed. Coventry yeah. and uh, Sisu came in in two thousand and eight and. Bought them. Um, they were losing something like fifteen million pounds a year. Wow! Um, no, a month. It might have been no a year. I can't remember which one it was. Can't uh, be fifteen million pounds a month. That's it, yeah. It might not know, be that. I might. I might be wrong here. What's that like? That's two hundred odd million a year. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's so, losses that you can't sustain. <laughs> so, so Sisu's a specialist, not just in football, in anything, of going in and 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 managing a company properly. Okay. So in, in, in inverted, inverted commas, inverted yeah. commas. So they've reduced their debt. 
but they got into massive amounts of arguments with the local um, the local uh, council. council who uh, ha- have the lease on the or, or the own the stadium Rico, Rico Arena yeah. yeah and so they kind of started combating um, the council to try and get them to reduce their rent um, and it's got to a situation now mm. where next season Coventry won't have a home they may have to play the football at local rugby ground or at Northampton um, so it, it's just a, it's just a fucking mess and, 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 and the biggest issue here is that Sheffield United fans yeah. it's a difference between yeah. digging them out because they've been shit on the pitch poor manager yeah. that's part of the game yeah that's out, that's out of order you know Sheffield United have had some tough times a load of clubs have had some tough times yeah. and when you see it happening to your club or when you see it happening to a club football a lot of times that whole football family thing mm. people do kind of get behind mm. um, so I'm not going to sit here and throw Sheffield United fans under the bus and suggest that they're they're all idiots it's probably a little bit of a bit of banter which is kind of uneducated not fully well thought out and probably haven't really realised the impact of, of mm. what they're saying yeah. because if that was happening to them they'd be losing their shit you know, you know what I mean yeah. and they should be and actually when clubs are being run into the ground when clubs are being um, you know taken for granted and their assets stripped and which is let's face it it's happened quite a lot yeah. when these things are happening um We've got to try and stand with and help each well, other because at CISA we're looking at that and just thinking actually they've stopped concentrating on us and now they're concentrating on Sheffield United. It benefits the it benefits the people that are really at fault. Yeah. So you know, there's this idea. I've said it a few times before, but when when it, the, the the powers that be love it when you look sideways rather than up. Divide and conquer. Yeah. Of course it is. It's the same thing with strikes on the tube, whether you agree with them or not. Yeah. The fact is, what they want you to be is angry at the tube driver. I'm not being funny, and I don't know if this is a, if this is probably not to everyone's liking, but it's just like when in states and with government propaganda, mm. where they try and create an enemy or fear yeah. in the people about a certain threat mm. in order to ultimately get people passionate about the wrong things whilst meanwhile they then pass this law that law and get these things done it justifies a lot of behaviour it's the same principle and it feels like this is uh, this has happened in society in a a whole variety of different ways and there's probably for the first time ever and I think this is what the advent of social media has really enabled Mm. is for people to actually organise more information to get about Mm. the place uh, and hopefully people can start to be to have more transparency, along, along, and in football we need that to be transparency. Transparency, exactly. And 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 this was happening with pricing. To get back to the point, it, it mm. was happening with pricing as well. Because you, if I remember, a lot of people laughing at Man City fans because they couldn't fill their stadium. Yeah. For for a Champions League game. Yeah. And in, you know you'd laugh at them being pathetic fans when it's costing sixty quid to get into the stadium. Sixty quid. Like when, crying out loud. when you laugh, when you're laughing at them, you're you're def- you're, you're making yeah. it more difficult. You're, you're 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 focusing on them being the issue, them being yeah. more supporters rather than the people that are charging the prices. Yeah. So anyway, we get to a situation now where West Ham are offering tickets against Man City, Man City for a Premier League game at, at, at fifteen quid. Um, Tottenham's Europa League game against Gent. In the in in the Champions uh, so in the Europa League starts from five pounds, so I mean it, the, whatever's happened, the clubs have listened, and I just thought it was worth worth highlighting the fact that these campaigns have gone on mm. and clubs are reacting and they realise that a full stadium full of passionate people at five pounds yeah. it gives an opportunity for young people to start going to games, yeah. um, old people that wouldn't otherwise yeah. have it. 
um, a father or a mother can take their family yeah. without having to worry. Yeah. You know, for the price of for the price of one ticket for a normal Europa League price price ticket at White Hart Lane, which is about twenty quid, you can take a family now. And I just that is it nice. just think there's, some, there's so much negativity, and it's easy to yeah. focus on that. And I think it's good sometimes when you see, you see clubs like West Ham. Arsenal and, and, yeah. and Tottenham actually doing something. You need more of this. Uh, when we had so many FSF conversations and we were talking about the dialogue that fans can have with clubs, yeah. and I think sometimes it's a bit of fan washing, it's ticking a box. When, yeah, we've spoken to the fans, and actually it's just the yes man type fans yeah. that are just almost like covered in badges yeah, yeah. and you know, like jackets, and they'll just go, yeah, yeah, because they're just delighted to be in the club. That's not actually talking to. To the proper fans, yeah. but it feels like there's a little bit more of a of a the realization that there's an age where you need to actually start to treat your your fan base with a bit more respect because mm. they've been taking them for granted for a long period of time. Mm. Uh, people have been thinking, do you know what? They'll do whatever. They'll continue supporting the team. I mean, how lucky to have a business whereby your audience is in this whole mental state where you'll be loyal no matter what. Yeah, like. Yeah, it, it well, allows people. For a long time. Yeah, and it allows people to do things that take the piss because they'll be like, they'll still fucking turn up next week. Yeah. So it's nice to see people listening mm. and, and responding with initiatives, and I think we've seen a few successes like that. Yeah. And um, long may it continue. Well, you kind of we've broken the seal now, and and and, and more stuff. You can, you, they're, they're ready to listen, and we know that it, as football fans as a whole, if we push hard enough, things will change and get better. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, talking about you mentioned proper fans there mm. um, I was reading online and, and one of the main gripes they've got this thing on the Reddit uh, there's a good subreddit called uh, reddit forward slash r forward slash soccer right? mm. all kinds of stuff on there and one of the things is Moan Monday which I love yeah. so people go on there and just whinge about football so one of the things they were talking about it's an old subject but I wanted to ask you about it because you're one of the only people I know actually from Ball Street are the only people I know who support a lower league team mm. you support Huddersfield James supports QPR Adam uh, supports Brentford Cal was South End and Cal was South End exactly yeah. but Ball Jed Street, Charlton uh, yes but all of those people work yeah. here at Ball Street yeah. outside of that I don't okay. I mean, most of the people I meet of Premier League fans yeah yeah, and, 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 and there's this term glory hunting so first like, before we get into it what, why are you a Huddersfield fan and, and, um, and what was your reasoning for it and do you ever regret it um, do I ever regret it? No, um, not at all. I mean, so I was, um, I was, I think when the first kit I got and it was given to me before you, you're able to, you're just given a kit. I was given a Liverpool kit, mm. um, as a kid. Um, I remember going, loving football and playing football for Cubs and stuff, going into town. So we only had one sports shop back in them days called GT Sports in Wakefield. <laughs> and they had, they had like um, three kits in there. There was like an England kit, a Leeds kit, and an Everton kit or something. And maybe, yeah. in fact, there weren't even an England kit. It was a Liverpool, Man U, Everton, because Everton had just won the league at, in like 84 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And going and picking an Everton kit, right? Yeah. Um, but from seven, I was going to watch Huddersfield. My uncle took me because he's from there. Yeah. And I used to go, and at first I used to hate it. Um, because it was cold and it was fucking shit. Like, it was really shit at times. You know, we were always shit. Mm. <laughs> the food there was shit. People used to piss at the back of the... Not even toilets, people just piss at the back of the stand. It yeah. was weird football in them days. 
remember in Liverpool in about the wet echo yeah. where people would go in and be so busy that they'd they'd all take their newspaper and they'd just pick and then just wang yeah, it forward yeah that's fucking rank it is but that, this, that, is that, what, this is what football yeah, but was piss like piss on the floor and let it trickle don't fucking but you can't you'd piss be pissing in, in someone's pocket pissing like it was, fucking, it was packed it was no sitting it was you terrace ma- you imagine you're watching football and you get whack on the head by a wet echo by a wet echo people did <laughs> I think fuck that what, it's like a concert what a bunch of rotters but yes so I was kind of forced to support Huddersfield uh and I tried to fight it a little bit, but it just slowly starts to build in you yeah. and to the stage where you then, it's part of your identity. What? And I went to a school full of Leeds fans. Right. And but Leeds were big at the time. Yeah. Well, they were, this is they, they're kind of, I think they might have got promoted during it, but we're, the part of Wakefield I live is right by Leeds and everyone in, in where I was from, like Renthorpe, Outwood, that kind of part of Wakefield, yeah. all Leeds really. Um, and that made me a little bit more staunch what I am um, but football in them days it was about going to the football yeah. so there'd be people that'd be giving me shit and I'd just be like you don't even fucking go mate you don't even know the songs for me it's a kid called Johnny and we'd he'd sing his songs and uh, you know it was yeah it was um, what do you think it was you just, get- just your team man you know yeah. what I mean and I've stuck with them all my time and I chose the Oakland Raiders as a, as a kid yeah. uh, watching NFL and I fucking still support them so I've obviously got this loyalty gene that means that you that see, you're stuck with it. I started <laughs> see. I've, I've started Spurs, and they've always in my. I've never seen them relegated. Always been in the top division, but by, by and large, for a lot, a lot of the time, underperformed. It's only yeah. the last ten years that they've actually started to do anything decent. But the reason I've started sporting Tottenham is because my old man was Spurs. Is yeah. Spurs, and my five brothers, my three older brothers, the two older brothers at the time, the others weren't born, were were, were, were Tottenham as well. And that was my connection with them. That was the experience I had with them. I didn't yeah. even really care about Tottenham, yeah. the actual team, but that was the connection we had as a family. Yeah. And it meant I could go and do things around that yeah. I wouldn't otherwise have done. Yeah. So that was never going to break. It wouldn't matter how bad Tottenham were, yeah. because that was what was important. And to this day, it's still the same. But even so, mate, even though you've... Uh, and I know it's not about this, but yeah. even though you Tottenham have underperformed, fuck, man, look at the player. You've had some amazing yeah. players there. Yeah, Klingsman. Yeah, when, oh, which I remember when I was... Gaza! Put, Crying out like as was playing yeah. so good. I don't remember him. Spurs. I, I was I was only like ten at the yeah. time. I don't really remember. He left uh, when I was about ten. But Klingsman when when he signed in ninety four. Andy Booth. Andy Booth was there. <laughs> played three games, scored one goal. Yeah, well disallowed, but yeah, well, I count it. Yeah, I count it too. Spiritually, <laughs> it was a goal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was lucky that that my parents and my and my and my uh, and my brother supported that. But there are people out there. And, and one of the guys on this this Reddit subreddit, mm. he was talking about how um, his brother supports. Wait for it, Arsenal, mm. Barcelona, and Borussia Dortmund. Right, and he, you know, that is glory hunting in its most extreme. Surely, Arsenal, Barcelona, Barcelona, and Borussia Dortmund. Yeah, I mean Arsenal to At be fair, covers, covering football. your bases. You know what I mean? You're going to have something to cheer about. But how, how, how how attached can you be to their football clubs? And and you can't. But football's changing, mate. And and a lot of the people that watch this will be will be young and like it's like language. You know, when people sit there and say crying out loud you're not speaking right it's like for me language is for who's speaking it and yeah. dialect and that it, it's constantly evolving and yeah, who are you enough. to say just because when I was alive it was like when I was in my prime it was like this yeah. that it means it should be like that forever because it wasn't before yeah. and it was not afterwards and so I, I think that the way I see football and the way I was born and raised with football yeah. doesn't mean that that's how it should be everyone's got their own rights I, I kind of think yeah um and, and, and football is changing so a lot of young people now have grown up 
playing FIFA. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, you didn't have Premier League on the football every single day, let alone foreign leagues. You'd find out about you'd find out about a lot of foreign players in a World Cup or, or in a Euros. Or by watching the final stage, you'd be watching a Champions League final, and this was your first chance to see Lothar Mateus yeah. or or Platini or, or whoever, Cups. and you'd be like, "Oh my God, they've got this player called so and so, I can't wait to watch them." And for young people now, they know these players intimately on FIFA, yeah. on Championship Manager. They know them because they're on TV. They know them because their their moments are amplified through social media on daily. They're in a different world. Yeah. So who am I just because I grew up supporting Huddersfield Town and going every week it's and thinking that that was who am I to actually say sorry mate you it's can't a great do point. that you know? yeah to be honest I hadn't even really considered about that because they find their attachment through through things like FIFA yeah. and, 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 and people can that, be what, what constitutes a friend's a different thing now mm. do you know what I mean like when I was a kid your friend was someone that you knew and that you hung out with now it's someone that you might never have met but lives on the other side of the world I've, I've found birds on the internet of course you have yeah like specialist websites of course you have like well I'm not, I'm not brave enough to say it. <laughs> and just, like, you know, big. <laughs> big and proud. Big. Dot yeah. com. Big, big and beautiful. Big and beautiful. Yeah, there's the. Um, actually, I don't want to carry it on this conversation. No, it's going bad. Yeah, it's, it? got, it's going really bad. And, yeah. and I know that I'm not worried about saying things that, that could get me in trouble, so I will stop. <laughs> uh, but just for record, I've never met anyone off the internet. No. Or, or paid for any kind of no. liaison. No. Of course, <laughs> yeah. But the missing, the missing out, the 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 no, the, the way the connections that the young people have and they, and they find the connection to football go through things like FIFA. I yeah. understand that completely, but I feel like they're missing out on something and they don't realise it. That's yeah. that's my issue and that's my worry. It's fine yeah. if you support Borussia Dortmund, Barcelona, yeah. and Arsenal if you have to, but you're missing out on something that's, yeah. that's quite magical and it's it's that tr- that bond that you have by going yeah. and attaching yourself to the, the football. The bit club. that I don't. The bit that I've never like liked or got on with in football is when people choose a team, right? Fine for whatever reason. Oh, me, so and so. I was born there. So you know, whatever reason, true or not, it is that validates their decision to be a Man United fan when they live in London, mm. or a, a Liverpool fan if they live in Yorkshire or whatever. Yeah. Um, Whatever reason they choose for those things, it's kind of what I don't like is when people have got that. Well, we won the league, and therefore, like, check me out, like I'm better than you because mm. I, it's like what you, your team's better because your team's better, yeah. yeah and it's like so. they're trying to look down on you. It's like, oh fucking hell, you spot Huddersfield. Mm, you yeah. know what I mean? Like fucking, it's like what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like we had this, say, this, this stupid this week. A lot of the comments again on this Arsenal video we did on Social Club. Um, were saying how can you comment Spurs have Spurs haven't finished above Arsenal in 26 years so so I can't understand the situation so you can't speak about I can't make a comment about the situations happening yeah. at Arsenal because I mean, my team which I have no yeah. bearing over which yeah. I can't control all I can do is go and support them is it means that I don't get to comment on someone who's finished above us or team yeah. who's finished above us madness it is madness mad completely team. mad team um, so yeah so I, I don't get that um, Craig how do you feel about that don't like fans of little clubs to be honest. You don't like fans? Is that the end of it? You don't like fans of little clubs. <laughs> I feel like you know when someone says they support a little club, it's like they're forcing themselves to like look niche. And be like, <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? I'm, I'm trying to look niche. I'm a, yeah. I'm independent. I'm a Carlisle fan. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All yeah. I kind of get that. 
It's true. This is a man who's, um, he, when he first joined Ball Street, um, said he's a Chelsea fan, but never really commented, didn't say anything, didn't engage in any conversation when we were taking the piss out of Chelsea. Um, but since they've gone top of the league, fucking like every yeah. day, got really antsy, uh, as won't have it if anybody says anything about Chelsea being, you know, his one biggest gripe is when, like, that, that, that Chelsea don't get the credit they deserve. Oh, really? Is that right? Great. God. Well, at the start, I was fine. I took all the shit because we weren't doing well. We'd had a shit season the year before, so I was fine. You've got to take the you got to take the down period. Yeah. yeah. Not that I've had many in my lifetime supporting Chelsea. Oh God. But then, <laughs> but then now Craig. that we're doing good, all all I hear at Ball Street is about how Liverpool are amazing, Arsenal are amazing. Look at the league table. Look how good we're doing. Chelsea haven't been mentioned for about seven weeks. <laughs> Eleven games in a row. <laughs> Eleven games in a row, and what? Nine Poor Chelsea. Can we? I wish we could just play some like little violin music. Or something. He, has to, he has to Chelsea. Edit. He has to well, edit. Put some violin music over. Yeah. <laughs> Poor. We, God, we're not getting the credit we deserve. Uh, to be fair, we're not talking about them at all, and no one really wants to talk about Chelsea, which is the beauty no. of having. And you, I mean, we could talk about it if you would step in front of the camera, but you're not interested. Yeah. What? Well, do it. Won't do it. Just try it now. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to look how yeah. uncomfortable he's got. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. all right. So, anyway, let's uh, find uh, glory hunting in football. That's done. Yeah, done. Uh, podcast questions. So Super Tiger won the t-shirt. Flav knows t-shirt. One of only two in the world. Uh, again, let's reiterate. If you want to win this OG Bull Street shirt, it's like seven years old. Probably not that old. No, it's not that old. Not that old. Signed by Ian Wright, uh, Neil Ruddock, Akin Fenwar. Yeah, no, Akin no, not, not on that one. Not on that. Um, but if but you're yeah. desperate for acting film, well, we might we can get you there. probably get it done because you know we know him. <laughs> well, Matt, you know him, and I've kind of met him once. Um, so, Super Tiger, who won the other T-shirt, he says, "Would you take hashtag pod question? If you want to ask your own podcast questions, then just use the hashtag question in the comments on the YouTube channels. Hashtag questions, yeah. um, and and we'll answer them. Um, anyway, so would you take a full strength punch in the stomach from Mike Tyson or a tattoo your main rival's club crest?" Arsenal, in your case, Flavio, I'm aware of our rivals are. Shit. Super Tiger. On your chest, the ink must be kept for five years minimum. So when I looked at this initially, yeah. because it says your name on here in Arsenal, I just read that as it was just a question for you. <laughs> so I hadn't thought about it, and I was like, oh, well, obviously, I will, you know, be interested to see what Flav says. Well, But it, it actually does include me. Yeah, it does include um, you. Go on. Well, you, you I, do it first. The, the thing is, it's not just taking a, a punch in a punch in the stomach from Mike Tyson could kill you. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna kill, and you could die. A punch in the stomach. Yeah. Like, what's his name? Houdini died. Houdini right. died from a punch in the stomach. Not from Mike Tyson. No, exactly. Just from a bloke. Just from a bloke. Yeah. So if Mike Tyson was to hit you, you probably would kill you. Actually, if you was to hit, be hit yeah. standing here. I think actually, you know the little. Um, you know when you're about to do something like. Yeah. Um, have you ever like jumped off a cliff or out of an aeroplane or in a bungee or something like that? Nothing like and that. you do have that fear before you do it, which is adrenaline. It's the it's the body getting preparing to do something great, to do something it doesn't have normally it? do, and you have anxiety. I've, yeah, I've jumped off off rocks and stuff like that. But that's um, so that feeling of so, so you, you, you're scared, you're nervous. It's something that you're afraid to do. You're aware of your own mortality, etc. Yeah, et yeah, and terrible. you just kind of you start to hear your head pounding. Yeah. You can't kind of breathe. You're breathing shallow and, and quick. Yeah. Um, I think I die from the anticipation of Mike Tyson hitting attack. me because that's fucking. That's the most. You probably would die. I wouldn't like. I mean, if you were going to punch me in the stomach, I'd, I'd probably, be aware that that's going to hurt. 
and I'd probably be flinching and shitting myself. But Tyson, I, I think I'd get the tattoo. Well, this is even it. though it's you only would, for him. You'd even this is a horrible question because you'd either die from being punched in the stomach by Mike Tyson, huge internal damage. Yeah. Or you would die from shame. I would die from shame. I'd rather. I'd probably rather die. You'd probably I'd rather die from punching the stomach than get Arsenal's crest tattooed yeah. on my chest. And the thing is, I like, mean, imagine it just air every single oh, day. And so my, every time you just kind of like, yeah. I mean, that, I thought maybe you had one because you always have your top button and your shirt done up. Um, That's a style choice. Okay, yeah. so uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, so I'm lucky enough to one. be able to just say that I'd rather die than have a tattoo because I'm never gonna. Mm. Uh, I'm luckily not being put in that situation. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I wouldn't like a Leeds tattoo on my chest. Oh, that's, that's, sure. that's even that's almost as bad as Arsenal. Dirty Leeds. Um, Spencer Gregory, who is an Arsenal fan, says, "What do BT Sport need to do to uh, to be as good, if not better, than Sky Sports?" P.S. Love the podcast. Um, well, it's quite a big question. It is a big question, yeah, business-wise. But ultimately, I think that they just need to be able to match what so Sky I'd, spend, don't it? Well, uh, you know, I think probably they did match a lot of what um, Sky spent. Um, uh, look, it's a tough question. I think firstly they should call me, and we'll go through this properly um, <laughs> because we can help with that. You know, we, what BT Sport? We can help BT. Well, we've actually worked with BT Sport a few times. Oh, I thought you were talking uh, about Spencer Gregory. Should give you a no, call no. I, I like Spencer Gregory though. I see his comments. He seems kind of a bright, yeah. normal human being, which is he makes an effort of. to talk to us. Which yeah, is nice. it is. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of feel not disappointed by BT, but they made a lot of noise about being different and. Uh, you know, look, okay, so if you're doing content, and this is what a lot of people out here don't fucking realise, yeah. to get people into the same room, to record something, to get it done, to get it out there, that is not an easy thing. No. And to do that consistently week in, week out, or day in, day out, that adds a grind, because people have, you're a small company, people have holidays, mm. things go wrong, you know, cameras and stuff like that, it all costs money. Um, so anyone that gets anything going, I have respect for. That's the first thing to say about yeah, this. Yeah. Um, and I know BT have used a, they don't make all the stuff themselves. So for a long time they were using uh, what they call Sunset and Vine production company and 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 kind of making their content. And it felt like for me for the first while they didn't know what they were fucking doing. They're doing a bit of that, a bit of that. They're ripping off loads of ideas. I watch a lot of American sport. Some ideas from where they had like Michael Owen in the lift or in a meeting room or that rugby player doing this. All these little trailers. All completely ripped off from Sports Centre in America. You can understand that to a certain degree. Yeah, I can, I can. Um, But what I'm saying is they made a lot of noise about being really different. Yeah. And I don't think that just taking the the, the score from the top right hand corner and putting it in the bottom right corner, (laughs) it represents a whole load of difference, really. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I I think that they. I think that it's a difficult thing yeah, to do, isn't it? Because Sky Sports have been—they're like the mainstay. They're, there's more to it, obviously, than my first incident. Well, you just you just generate more money, get outbid Sky, and just get rid of and, and outbid them that way. But it's going to cost so much more money because yeah. Sky will hold on to it with dear life and pay over what they should. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting in the next um, couple of the next time the bidding comes around because obviously I'm not sure if figures have yeah. are continued to fall for, for Premier League football but yeah well the, I mean look, there's been a few people that have had a little run at that sky a little nibble so ESPN's one of them Satanta yeah. Sports is the other one yeah. BT on account of their 
um, the, the the rest of their business. So obviously, BT it's not just a sports channel, is it? They, they might knock out the odd phone or the odd broadband package. So when they start to aggregate services, it really makes it start to be a a big play for them because yeah, yeah. they can go head to head with Sky. They've probably got more infrastructure with Sky. So. They are the football and the bidding for Premier League is one part of a whole massive, yeah. massive beast and thing that's going on there. Uh, I mean, it's it's almost like saying, though, who out of um, the devil and and Saddam are saying it's like two massive companies that are both huge. I, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I I honestly don't care about them in a way. I like I, like, I love listening to you talk about business. It, it's. Good. How does it be better? I thought it would be interesting, Spencer, because you, you seem a bright guy. Mm. Uh, what do you think yeah. they should do? That's what I'd be more interested in, really. What, would, yeah. what do you think they should do? Yeah, let us know in the comments um, below. He also says, P.S. love the podcast, which is nice. Yeah, I did say that. Um, love Spencer. All right, so um, am.saturday says, What a wonderful way to win the pod last week when you found out that your missus was, but wasn't in labour. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, so, that was it was weird. What when I watched that back, it, it was, was so awkward. I, I'm sweating now again, just thinking. <laughs> but I was we were just flapping. Yeah, yeah. Like it's been a, it's been a mad period. I've moved house, yeah. business. We're raising capital. We're doing a lot of stuff. The kid getting all ready for that stuff, doing NCT and trying to understand and find out about this thing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a tired man, and I just hope now the baby doesn't come until just after Christmas mm. so I can just have a few days, relax, just get back centred again. Yeah. Because apparently it's a fairly intense first few weeks. You'll be all right. Um, You'll be all right. I'm scared a bit. Yeah, I, do you know what my brother My brother used to say? He, 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 he wasn't really interested in having kids. His pregnant missus got pregnant, and then when she came, mm. honestly... The only thing he wanted to do was spend time with his mother. Yeah, I understand. Um, but forget that. For and a I, d- I know that's please important. don't get me wrong. I don't not want to have the kid. I do. I'm, I'm of just course, saying, I'm not, you haven't said anything to me that would yeah. suggest that you wouldn't want to get okay. a kid. Can we just Good. stop diverting from the end of this podcast? At yeah. uh, the end of this uh, question, you're not the godfather. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? I've already bullied one of my mates. Into you're the, being the podfather. No, nah, not having that. We <laughs> <laughs> might go for that. Now, Craig's already the godfather. Craig. Yeah. Who is it? Who is? It? Do I know this guy? Who is the Godfather? Do I know him? Uh, no, there is not. We've not, we've not even done that kind well, of thing yet. Think about it. I'll bear it in mind. Bear it in mind. I think um, I'd you're make, not that. I'd mis- make a good Godfather. I don't know. I've only met Ty once. I don't know if you're a good good role model though. For given given the amount of references to soft porn <laughs> and strippers uh, in every single and, and given when we did the Ball Street Christmas quiz last week, yeah. I was marking your paper. Yeah, one of the answers. To a question you clearly didn't know was just tits. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through. I, was, I didn't know who it was. I was just marking. It was like, tits. Oh, this must be yours, Flav. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Do you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. If it's a boy, maybe that's it's a fine. As Godfather, I should know this. Yeah. But but uh, but AM Saturday uh, and anyone that me- that, that mentioned that uh, it was it was quite nice actually. Yeah. Wasn't it? There it, was lots of people. Yeah. And I had mates texting me saying, "How's Matt? How's he doing?" People that, that don't is, know you. Yeah, that's lovely. That is. It is lovely. Everyone's um, rooting for you. I'm quite touched by that. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's it for thank you for downloading uh, the podcast. Remember, you can win the OG Bull Street podcast uh, Bull Street T-shirt by going on the Long Bull Street podcast, subscribing and leaving a comment. Hashtag OG Bull Street um, with explaining how you first come into contact with Bull Street. Um, you know we're it's doing. We're going to do another show for 
end of year end of year it's kind of is there anything that people can do to help us with that I can't okay so we're we're not struggling but we 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 are we're struggling (laughs) we're struggling for uh, uh, topics to talk about so these are general topics looking forward into the new year so we're going to do some predictions of no uh, what the fuck did we it wasn't that I can't remember shit we had a good idea when we were in the toilet (laughs) we were both in the toilet remember (laughs) (laughs) well we were we were in the time <laughs> it just makes it sound a little bit more yeah you know it's not a problem no fine uh, um, what is it what we is had, the thing we had an idea about the next probably just pause this for a minute Craig nah, okay. nah. Um, look I'll tell you what tell us what to talk about tell us what to talk about for the what would you like to see in a Christmas in a Christmas New Year end of season yeah. wrap up show we don't want to just do what everyone does yeah um, so I don't know so we won't look back at last season and we don't really want to predict what happens next season. I don't think... Oh, was that the idea? Fuck I can't knows. remember what Just, the idea was. If you've got any ideas, let's hear them, um, yeah. um, and that would be great. Uh, remember, thanks for leaving reviews. Remember, you can catch The Social Club, You Decide and Talking Bulls on the Bull Street main channel every single week. Go over there, subscribe, and you know what? Have a lovely, lovely Christmas. Merry That's Christmas. Good. Yeah. That's good. Merry Christmas. Every- oh, hang on. We're gonna, they're going to see us again before then, aren't they? Just no, that will be next week. Oh, Merry what Christmas. What we're doing is we're banking content. Ah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) This is a nice comment, actually. Hey, what you got? We would like to thank... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 